Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Thanks for listening to the Growing in Grace podcast. My name is Joel Breeski, along with Mike Kapler, the Breeze Man and the Cap. Growing in Grace, uh, the podcast, listening uh, from wherever you're listening from. Thank you uh, for tuning in, of course. Uh, we know that we have listeners all around the world. Uh, that's kind of the nature of podcasts. That's the beauty of podcasts, people from all over the world. And um, it's something that in the old radio days, you could get a, a program on a local radio station, and, and then you had to like shop around radio stations and get your program on this radio station down in some big market and that radio station. And now all we have to do is just record, put it online, and you can listen. And it's wherever you're at, it's pretty awesome. And uh, I'm very thankful for, for um, this uh, outlet that we have to talk about these things about the grace of God. And we've been talking about, I think it's just so important because so many, there, we're, we're doing a series called False Assumptions. There are so many things out there in the church today. Not that we, you and I, Mike Kapler, not that we know everything, not that we're know-it-alls, not that we have um, the, the edge on the truth, that we have it all down, but there are things that we've been through in our own experience in Christianity, in churchianity, and we've been able to see things that we were taught, things that we were formerly taught and we're like, that's just, that's just not true. A lot of people believe these things, but you just don't find that in the scriptures. And so we're going through some of these things. We'll talk about a few more of them today. And, and it just, I believe that it helps to give people that, um, that sense of freedom that Christ died for us to have. Christ didn't die and was resurrected for us to live in bondage to law, in bondage to all, all these things that go on in the church today that keep people in bondage. So what we do here is, uh, in a sense, it's to try to help people to live in that freedom for which Christ has set them free. Right. You know, there are even false assumptions just about the Bible itself, not just what's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe someday we'll try to cross that bridge um, and get a bunch of people mad at us, probably. <laughs> but uh, So... It's it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I think you have to come to a place. This is going to sound pretty profound, I know. But you have to come to a place where you just become honest with yourself, <laughs> number one. Mm -hmm. that That's what had to happen with me um, back when, almost 30 years ago, Joel, um, before you and I met, I was coming to a place where I was getting frustrated <laughs> with my Christianity, not with God so much, you understand, but just the system, mm -hmm. <laughs> the right. system that I felt I was a part of. I, I just started coming to the conclusion, um, and I don't even know, I, I can take a guess at a few things, but I don't even know what series of circumstances happened to, to get me to this place. I do recall some of them, but I just started realizing that, and I've used this phrase a lot over the years, um, the math wasn't adding up um, like what you were just talking about. Some of the things that we've been formally taught and then we find out 
they weren't necessarily even close to anything being anywhere near the truth in some cases. It's just it was just part of a Christian religious system. These assumptions that were being taught, um, and they probably varied a little bit from one church to another, but there were a lot of very similar things between the denominations. You know, whether you were a conservative denomination or an evangelical or you know Pentecostal, I mean, there was there were some things that were just foundational that were were spread across the spectrum. Um, whereas. I had to come to the place where I began, even though I couldn't put my finger on all of it, I, I couldn't get real specific even in my own head. I knew that some of this was not adding up. All this stuff that we had been taught, I, I even hesitate to start listing some of it. Uh, but I came to that conclusion and I was frustrated about it. And I guess the rest is history. I, I don't want to go into some things that we've already talked about, about how that began to change for me. But I think, again, going back to step number one was, and, and not realizing it at the time, that it was probably the Spirit of God uh, trying to tenderly show me some things without really understanding it in my head. I knew it in my heart. And um, it, it kind of went from there. So when we talk about some of these things that we talk about on the podcast, I know some people will, uh, you know, kind of clench their fists and, you know, uh, just hold their ground on what they assume to be true. And maybe they are right. Maybe we're wrong. But there's just a lot of these things that we start looking at and, and begin to realize, well, if, if we really believe that, if we really think this is true, um, then we have to admit that this over here isn't true. In other words, they clash. Things sometimes that we believe um, run into contradiction with other things that we say we believe from the Bible. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna move on to some other things here. But I, I think when when you're listening to when you're trying to a attain to the truth, then I, I think we have to sometimes be willing to, uh, to be open-minded. And maybe, maybe let go of some of what we've hold, uh, held near and dear as far as our assumptions about the Bible, God, the gospel, uh, and, and be ready to, to make a change if necessary. Yeah, and I, one thing you mentioned there, of course, was the Holy Spirit, that um, you, know, you believe it was the Holy Spirit that was helping you go through the, the, what, the things that you were seeing. And I think that's a big, obviously a huge part of it. We have the scriptures, we have the writings, the New Testament writings that have a lot of great information in them. They have so much for us to understand with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, he, he gives us understanding and wisdom. Paul called it, he prayed that they would have spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I've prayed for that for many years. That's a prayer that I pray for myself, that I may have spiritual wisdom and understanding. And it's not the, to give myself a big head. It's not to think that I'm better than anybody else. It's because I truly want to know the truth by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, at the same time, we had, there was something you said off the air last, last time we recorded. And um, it, it's also a big key in all of this, along with the Holy Spirit. But it's this versology thing that we've talked about where so much of what people um, are taught in the church comes often from one verse and you said it's easy to be a legalist when you look at these verses and in the context of our conversation you were talking about 
uh, we were talking about, you know, how this verse or that verse, people will read this verse or that verse and come up with an entire doctrine based upon that verse. Yeah, and, they pluck them out. Yeah, you pluck them out. And it's, it's easy to go off in a legalist uh, direction, a universalist direction. Uh, any, uh, uh, you can build any doctrine based upon one verse. And, you know, eight minutes into this podcast, into this program, maybe we should <laughs> get into some of this stuff. But that's a little bit of our background and how we've come to see things the way that we do. Well, in Galatians 3, Paul said, you foolish Galatians. And what was he called them, calling them foolish for? Well, in Galatians 5, he says, you have fallen from grace. And so there's one of these other verses, a verse, and it's even a phrase, you have fallen from grace. And all around that phrase, there's context that shows what Paul is talking about. But yet, in the church, what is taught is that, I mean, you've, you've heard this phrase, people have heard this phrase, you've fallen from grace, or that famous person, he w- had so much going for him, and then he had some terrible sin, and so he, he fell from grace. That's kind of how the world uses that. Even people in the world, you'll hear it on on the news, you'll hear it um, in entertainment news, you'll hear it here that, that that person's fall from grace. But that's not what Paul was talking about at all. His whole purpose for writing the book of Galatians, the epistle to the Galatians, had to do with how they had come to Christ by grace through faith, alone, by no works whatsoever. And so this false assumption is that to fall from grace means that you have done good. You've been doing good, but now you've done some naughty things. You've done some things wrong, so now you've fallen from grace. But that's not what Paul is saying. Again, they had come to Christ apart from the law, apart from works, apart from any good thing they ever did. But now some people, some Jews who believed that people had to not only believe in Jesus, but also keep the do the works of the law. They had come in and tried to get these Galatian people to start keeping the works of the law in order to be saved. That's why Paul called them foolish, because they were fallen for this stuff. They were fallen for this idea that they had to believe in Jesus and do the works of the law. So he says, you have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly await for the hope of righteousness by faith. Uh, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. So to fall from grace is to try to be justified by your works uh, when you've already come to Christ apart from the works of the law or, or any works. Yeah, it's almost like uh, Jeopardy in reverse. If you were to ask people, what do you think fallen from grace means? Um, it would be interesting to hear oh, some of the, the right. comments because, again, it's it's one of those verses, right, that people will start making assumptions about without having understood the rest of the book of Galatians that got to this point in chapter 5, right? So... Um, yeah, you you become estranged from Christ. Uh, ESV says you were severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. Attempting to be justified by the law. That's what causes someone to fall from grace, so to speak. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, these people were duped. It's it's like Paul was Paul was telling these people, you know, you you foolish Galatians, you've been duped. <laughs> you got tricked. You got fooled. And you fell for it. And, um, I mean, here you came 
and received the Spirit of God by grace through faith, uh, with no effort on your part, and now you think somehow you're going to be perfected by the flesh by trying to follow a set of stone tablet commandments? Are you kidding me? That isn't based on faith. That's just going to lead you to bondage and slavery. I mean, that's what Paul was saying throughout his letter here to the Galatians. Then he gets to this place here in chapter 5, uh, and it's followed up by some, some great information about walking in the Spirit, living by the Spirit, apart from law, apart from trying to be justified by law and commandments, rules and regulations. You have fallen from grace. But you're right, the way it's usually interpreted out there in religion-dumb, <laughs> new word, <laughs> I like it. Um, we'll use the, it. The way, what's that? We'll use it now. We'll start using it. Religion-dumb. Yeah, religion I'm going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I think what we've got here is people make these assumptions. You've fallen from grace because they just think, for, for one thing, they think that Paul is communicating to people, you better get your act together here. Right. You better start living this thing right um, when they have no ability to live this thing right. It's God in us who can help us to begin shining his light in places where we never thought it was possible. But it's it's God in us who, who does the work. I mean, it's we trust and believe in him, his life in us, all of that. But isn't it interesting, though, in this context, as you not only look through uh, the first four chapters of Galatians, but then you see what he's saying here in chapter 5 with that context still in mind. It's not like Paul is changing subjects from chapter to chapter and verse to verse. He's talking about some of the same things here that he was talking about earlier in the letter. But people chop it up, you know, and and, and it's, it's all kind of meant to be contexted together. It's meant to be contextualized together so that we can gain a greater understanding of it. Because I don't know how many times, you know, I'll, I'll post something on social media about the grace of the gospel, and it goes against, and what you just said a minute ago, Joel, it it is the opposite of what most people are taught, even though what you said is really true. Um, and so when people hear uh, the truth of the gospel of grace, and it goes against what they've been taught all their lives, the instant reaction is often is to throw out a Bible verse. Well, what about blah, blah, blah? Well, what about blah, blah, blah? Without ever even considering the context that surrounds it. Um, it's, it's, it's a little funny sometimes. It, to me, it's a little bit comical. But it's also a little frustrating. Oh, boy, is it frustrating. <laughs> and, you know, somebody said the, to me the other day that we expect people to bring out, you know, because, because in the church, law is taught so much, 90 per, and 90% plus of the church, you got to expect people to always bring up the law. And yes, I do expect it, but it is frustrating. <laughs> it is very frustrating because we know that that's not true, that, that, that the law doesn't have any uh, place in our life in Christ. And we'll, we could probably talk about that too. But speaking of the like fallen from grace and the spirit of grace, another one of these verses and small passages that people will throw at you when you're talking about grace and and um, how we're saved by grace through faith apart from works and how works have nothing to do with it. And, um, well, if you sin willfully, you know, they'll bring up Hebrews ten twenty six, and they'll talk about how you've insulted the spirit of grace, which is uh, when you sin, 
which is Hebrews 10:29. It says, um, talks about counting the blood of the covenant by which you were sanctified as a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. Well, we'll talk about that next week and maybe some other things because when you sin, when you commit an ungodly act, you have not insulted the spirit of grace. That, that's You've done something that is contrary to your nature, your new nature in Christ, but you've not insulted the spirit of grace. To insult the spirit of grace is to reject the sacrifice of Christ. And that's the context of Hebrews 10. And so we'll talk about that and some other things as we continue talking about some false assumptions that go on in the body of Christ today on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.